It's, it's tabletop, tabletop time. Ah, oh, the oh. delay. I'm Jazza. I'm Jen. I'm, I'm Dave. <laughs> and I'm Rob. The, hey. the delay's not that bad, Rob. <laughs> Come on. He's playing with us. Rob is joining us remotely, and this is our season recap. Very exciting time to recap the 20 episodes of Reboot Chapter 1. But we do have an 20. exciting... A very exciting announcement to open up with. Uh, starting off with a few exciting announcements, but starting off with the biggest one, we have this super epic. You ready for it? Boom! Reboot poster. Fur, fur, fur. We have a website set up. The link is in the description. So go check it out. Anyone who buys one, it will be hand signed by all four participants in our reboot campaign. Uh, and it will be sent out in a month or two. All right, before we get stuck into it, uh, there is a wiki fueled by the fans. So we're going to jump into a whole bunch of spoilers in this whole video. But go check it out. Links in the description uh, for basically episode recaps, character descriptions, what other sort of stuff do they have in there? Uh, they've actually <clears throat> managed to like troll through and get a whole bunch of art. And when characters, this floored me, when characters that were significant didn't have any official art, like some of the fan artists in the community have just made fan art. Like, Conrado had no art, and then they went and made... They, I actually got a message, was like, can you describe Conrado? And then they just did fan art. It was amazing. It's so good. Uh, so whether you want to fill in some of the gaps in your understanding of it or just catch up if you're watching this in, in the future when we're running season two, uh, yeah, go check out the wiki links in the description. Thank you to our community for being mm. so supportive and helping build yeah, that. Amazing work. So we are going to jump into the Q&A of this season. We have questions provided to us from our patrons, um, and... There's a lot to cover there just in bits and pieces, one of which is between the next campaign that we're about to start and now, which is obviously wrapping up uh, Reboot, we're going to run sort of a short-form mini-campaign um, called Book Breakers, where we will be delving into actual book narratives that are broken to fix them, uh, and that is that is currently being voted on by our patrons. So if you want to vote on the books, we will be fixing that have been broken that'll be a really fun sort of mini campaign session that we'll cover for for the next few weeks so go uh, vote on those in patreon um and also following that prior to the launch of the next campaign we'll also be receive uh putting out little dribs and drabs of our discussions of the characters we'll make you'll sort of get updates on the next big campaign coming together early through patreon you'll never see it coming <laughs> i'm so excited planned. Uh, it's so it's so hard to wrap something like this up, but it's so exciting to start a new campaign. Mm. Anyone who's ever role played, it's just like it's hard to let go of a session. We know we'll come back to it. It's hard to let go of a yeah. story, but also like it's so fun to start new. So that'll be cool. You'll see that my mind is too fast for eyes. <laughs> All right, you're you're done in. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Let's do it. <laughs> Jen knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait. All right, let's get this party started. Dave, will you do the honours in uh, leading our first question? This question is from Mac G. What was the biggest character development surprise? And do you think that's one for me to answer? Do you like, know what? I feel like me? you should assign. You should either answer or assign them. Some of them are to unless everyone, they're though. directed. Some okay. of them feel yeah. like they're to everyone. I think this one is a very everyone. What was everyone's biggest character development surprise? So if I'm MCing, then I'll start with Jazza. Okay. What was your biggest character development surprise? Oof, for pro... For anyone. Just at the table, I think it means. Okay. I don't even think it needs to, to be... Well, then for me, it was when Eve... I was most shocked when Eve shot the dude. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just like... Totally. 
because I, I was feeling as pro very more, more and more attached to Seb and Eve um, and feeling safe in like I can rely on them and trust them and seeing her do that, I didn't see the protectiveness or the logic that she was mm-hmm. going through. I just saw the emotionalist action and yep. juxtaposed with my hesitation, that one really shocked me. <laughs> pro. Rob. Oh, God, I have so many. Um <laughs> I figured these can probably be NPCs too, like any character's mm. development that shocks you. Yeah. I think I, I think the poster nailed Seb's biggest scene, to be honest. It's that constant build-up between him and Ugly, and it's just an impasse that neither of them wanted to reach, and then when it did come to her head, I think Seb lost the bargain, uh, lost the, the trade in that one, and has kind of overcommitted himself in search of his ideals or in search of uh, what he's going for. Uh, but, you know, he's made that. He has to live with it. So mm-hmm. that was going to have very interesting consequences, I can see, in season two. Cool. Jen. Jen. Um, I think, for me, it was probably Johnny and Incongruent. Like, to play um, an AI, you don't really know what to expect. And then to have this, like, weird relationship develop Mm. through that was really interesting mm. I've never actually had that interaction with a role play character before so I think that that was really cool what interaction that. specifically that sort of relationship growth yeah pretty much and the fact to have someone care a lot about you that is just an NPC like obviously with role players or other characters that you have you can in have create that experience but to have it with an NPC is very different as well someone you can rely on as well which is yeah. kind of cool I definitely cool. think that um, coming from a background of mostly Dungeons and Dragons that NPCs more often than not fall into set dressing category whereas yeah. in a game like Cogent where we're diving into a campaign that is about interpersonal relationships yeah. that stuff can really flourish which is yeah. cool it's what explore, I love about it explore different concepts as well which is really cool too imagine like the games of Vampire and Hunter we yeah. played but played to the standard that yeah, we play 100%. at Cogent would be just the, the plots and stuff oh, Um, My biggest character development surprise, I guess, look, a lot of the big developments shocked me, but the biggest moment that floored me was the moment that that Pro willingly turned away from any offer of communicating with Oscar and Nyla that first time when they were like, come talk to us, and he's just like, I'm out. That as like the narrator just threw me. I'm like, what? Really? Because I just, it just blew my mind. Mm. I was like, you have been given every single trope of role playing to like carrot lead you into doing something and yeah. you stuck so true to your character that you just said no it was awesome but that shocked me the most okay like like the seb development was amazing yeah. but i could see that being an outcome whereas that was the one moment where i was just like wait yeah huh what yeah. are we doing here i think i think that is something i personally and i, I want to move through questions so i don't want to linger yeah, on it too long but it is something i find really satisfying about that mode of role play is choosing for the character not for myself Mm. i want the character to succeed but the characters should be their own worst enemy at times whether we want them to or not so that that's sort of just like we all are in real life exactly (laughs) uh next we have a a yell hairtress who says what happened slash would have happened if the gang went back to look for the baby in the slums after their mother died that's a narrator question so I guess it comes down to time frame. Um, I guess we're at the end of the season, so I can throw some stuff out there. Yeah, that baby is gone. That is not. That is not a re- like. That's not like a plot thread to go down. No. The baby is gone. 
Did it, what happened to that baby, you'll never know. I prefer not to think about. It's not been taken by the circle. They don't need some malnourished like thing. There's no instance where that baby is ever seen again by not only anyone in the plot, but anyone in the remote district. Whoever has it, has it. And it's just gone among the untold millions. Had they gone back, had you guys gone back to look for it almost immediately, you would have found mm-hmm. it. Had you gone back, the, the time frame you'd already left, I'd already worked out in my head the baby was going to survive until the next morning. So as soon as you'd slept, it was dead. Or gone. Not necessarily dead. It was gone. <laughs> no, I think and- you've decided, Dave, you've made it pretty clear. That- <laughs> well... And your is really into... It's how it died. That's the real question. There's a lot of dark... It's not necessarily dead. I'm just saying it was dead to the characters. It was a dead end. Yeah. Uh, Ray Naya says, how many times did the players trip up Dave by going in a complete... This is totally on your last, like, you know, things that shocked you. Uh, Different direction than the story was expected and what would some of the outcomes of those been if they'd gone the way they were expected? So you mentioned that one, that pro threw you for a turn. Yeah, that is literally the It really is. Um, what way did you imagine that going? And maybe a few other examples where it just went in a totally different direction you expect than you were expecting. I think frequently in this campaign, things have gone in different directions to what I was expecting because people have been playing their characters. Um, and people have been playing their characters. Sorry to be that guy. Oh, yeah. People have been playing their characters really well, uh, and it, it. God, now my now the phone's near the mic. Um, people have been playing the characters really well, which means that there's been these moments of like humanity where people are doing things that I didn't expect as a game player or a, or a narrator. So, the suitcase was certainly one of them. Um, pro agreeing to Oscar the second time around was a bit of a surprise how well that went. Um, Sebastian Mm. had a couple of moments where he, for the longest time I wasn't sure. And I think most of the viewers weren't sure if Sebastian was playing like the long con. Um, I wasn't sure if he was just using the other two. Mm. So there were a few decisions that sort of started to cement his character as actually his introduction was very transactional. Everything for most of the season yeah. was transactional. He, but but when you look back on it all, it works so beautifully for a yeah. character that is grown up in a transactional society that it's and kind family. of family. In a weird way, he's <laughs> learning his a different kind of humanity while he's out in the slums. Like yeah. he's he's learning it. But um, and then yeah, I think Eve probably for the most part has been the one that surprised me the least. I've seen that as being, I guess it's because I know generally yeah. well, but um, yeah. the, the moment with the pulling the trigger was probably the biggest surprise for me, Fave. All right. Jen, do you want to read this one? Um, so this one is from Time Blink um, and it is, what do you do to combat burnout? To combat burnout, burning out in the role play? Or in, in no, the- these are just like self-help. Oh, cool. Oh. So anyone got an answer for that? Um, You'd be the most... Burnout combat Burn hotter? Is, is that, no. you, find ignition elsewhere okay. is my... Because I, I was like, I, I call it burnout surfing and I do it constantly, but it is my nature. Um, I've been a glutton for overworking since I was 11 or probably earlier, but that was when I could pin it down. So my answer to that question... Um, <laughs> is to, at the end of the day, if you're a passionate person, you you have that fuel and you want to burn it. Uh, If you just keep it all in the one place, then you're going to burn up that resource, which is 
your fuel as well as what is the flame. So, yeah, t- tabletop time, starting tabletop time has been a huge refuel for me. While it's been, it's taken more energy and time, at the same time, it's been so igniting, so exhilarating. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I think, like, late last year, late 2020, mid-2020, obviously, especially mid, you know, COVID crap for everyone, that was also, mm-hmm. like, a time where things were starting to feel like a bit, you know, whatever as far as like my stagnancy or whatever it is and yeah bring bringing back my hobby was like a real real big thing so it doesn't necessarily have to be a project or a product or whatever it is because you know it's there they're things i get can get passionate about but finding a hobby or finding a craft or a friend or a play group or whatever it is like yeah Mm. i think you just got to find things to fuel you while you're spending your fuel anyway uh, it's a good answer. It, thank you. Mm, and I, I think agree. you're probably the most uh, most yeah, qualified to yeah. speak yeah, on that. I like that. So, Dave, mm. Sagacity Lost asks, <laughs> "What was on the hard drive?" I actually know the answer. That I ruined. You have to. You have to give it away now. Do I have to? Give yeah, it away? you do. Time has passed. We've done that. You've got to. No, this is actually really good. Like to hear the your backstory. This is as good as to learn from you as a narrator. Well, Jen, like, why didn't you say what it is? What it, was on the hard drive? It was nothing. It was all made up. Like the whole interaction. The whole interaction with the hard drive was improv. Yeah, entirely. That's so cool. Which is a really cool conversation that we had in the fact that for so us when, it was seamless. Yeah. Well, when you said it, it sounded like. Oh, and I got this hard drive. But it came across like you got to the thing that Bernie had. So it's like you're yeah, worming your way through this conversation no, and be, then it's just like... Because this is something, this is where Jen was saying it comes to like a bit of a narrator tip, which is that a bad puzzle is one that the players have to find the correct answer to because you're not looking at a logic puzzle. You don't have a a journal in your video game. You don't have a map in front of you. So you need dynamic answers to problems. So if the players are forcing their way and, and effectively forcing their way down a path that is interesting, I shouldn't sit there and go, no, all your efforts are pointless because the key is in the yeah. keys in the third building under the cabinet. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Which is really easy to do. And I di- I've done it a lot in my time. It takes a lot of time to learn that. So the hard drive became something of I know information, so I can put information in a way that you can access it that is outside the means that I had assumed you would look for it. Bernie has a hard drive. What, okay, so the answer, I guess, to what was then going to be on the hard drive mm-hmm. is the hard drive was information about what Desire's Dalliance, the sex shop next to the place, what their illegal operation was, which would have directly been able to connect you in to the back rooms, which part, okay. some of the party ended up in. They ended up in the back room of Desire's Dalliance, but it would have taught you about the connection between Desire's Dalliance and the glass slipper, which would have been an entry point. Ironically, also would have been quite useful by the end of that episode. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm not going to tell you what all that is, but that was what was on the hard drive once that was once good, the hard drive existed. Yeah, good question, great answer, yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, Dave, do you want to take the next question? Oh my god. Um, 
Hello. Oh, the question. Oh. Yes. Um, I uh, can we know Eve's name, Jen? Honestly, she doesn't have one yet. Um, it's she, it was right on the tip of her tongue, and then <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> it's something that I'm thinking about constantly every time we do a role play session. But for the time being, there is nothing right now, or at least she's I'm, not. There. I'm not going to disclose anything. So you have it, but she, but Eve isn't there yet. Yeah, there are, there are processes and thoughts, especially after having that conversation with um, Johnny about changing, and especially because of stuff that might be happening in season two. Absolutely, but for now there's nothing right now. That's awesome. Tuttle Fox says, if you could turn back time and change a moment or decision of your character, what moment decision would that be and what would you do differently? I feel like we should all... I've got one. I've got one too, so you guys go for it. Okay. But I will have one too. Can we we go in reverse this time? Do you want me to start? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, If I could take back... Anything I said or did in the whole time, it was the, um, what ended up being very memorable, it was actually the ugly pro and Seb and the gun scene. Really? That, that scene stemmed from a whole bunch of stuff that needed to happen. Um, ugly needed to be reinforced that he was a bad guy because people, there's been a progression to be like really pro ugly. And it happens with anti-heroes mm-hmm. where people kind of forget the fact that at the start of the season, he just sawed a dude's arm off and he said he deserved it. And that's what people got, but no one looked into if he deserved it. So yeah. it was getting to a point. I needed him to be violent. I needed him to show his dark side, mm-hmm. but because of my insistence on making him kind of present that side, I was too ham fisted in the kind of, nuance of how he was actually trying to groom pro and involve Seb because what I'd previously prepared and planned is that he was being a bit more clever about that was too ham-fisted for ugly to do that and so do you feel that as a result that the reactions from pro and Seb were further than you wanted it to be yes which ultimately probably made the story better yeah so at the end of the season I can say I don't want to take anything back because the story that evolved is amazing but as I was going through the season, that was the one thing that I kept being like, oh, I wish I'd played that differently. Yeah. Until yeah. the whole story unfolded and it became worthwhile. Cool. Good yeah. answer. Um, I'm same position as Dave where I don't regret anything or mm. the choices that we've made. Um, that being said, I either I have two. One is getting into combat at that final scene was an absolute <laughs> no-no. And I broke the rules. It's fine. Um <laughs> And I also just rolled terribly, so that's just the luck of the dice. And the second thing was going f- back for that baby. Okay, you wish so you had I wish I had gone back for okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Eve Sorry. wasn't wasn't strong after me. Can I? Uh, you can. At the risk of saying saying something a little bit too much, that Eve situation prompted me to bring up and will be brought up in a cogent dev discussion some combat stuff that led from that Eve. Oh, there the you fight. go. Yeah. So I, I hopefully it'll be put on the table and there'll be yeah, some great. Things. Yeah. Awesome. I don't want to give away too much, but yeah, no, it, it led to some thoughts. Yeah. It's great. It, it is interesting too that we're viscerally testing cogent still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where I think I can say by the time the next campaign launches, we'll have a major update with some really exciting stuff to come out. So do stay tuned for that because, yeah, I, I know we've been sort of playing with the same rules of cogent for a long time and they've been on pause for a long time. The really the first initial focus was to relaunch and f- f- sort of fine tune, but now it's like now we're developing, which is really exciting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rob, your answer. What would you change that Seb did? 
Um, I mean, it'd be really easy to jump to, to the, the, the poster scene again with the handshake, but I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that is because it like, it, it played into the story really well. Um, and I don't know, it, I guess it just kind of shows how incompatible Seb and Ugly are. Mm. And I really like that um, because it shows like, this, like it shows the stakes of how incompatible the incompatible they are yeah uh and yeah like it <sighs> playing it was just as frustrating as i reckon it would have felt <laughs> as the character um yeah but i'm i'm super excited to see where it leads to be honest mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't change i wouldn't change that it, i don't i don't know if i'd change anything to be honest um mm. come on rob you are you got to know by now, they're not that dissimilar. You either die a Seb or live long enough to see yourself become an ugly. <laughs> I love that. Oh, no, trust me. <laughs> uh, we've, we've, we've discussed this this at length. They're the same person but yeah. raised in two different scenarios. Yeah, I love it. So did you have yeah. a specific thing or you... I, I don't. I honestly don't think so. I mean, I probably wouldn't have broken into the robot factory again. Um, okay, you can pick but, just one thing. That can be it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. It, it's it seemed mildly out of character. That was that was the only thing. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I think mine would have to be. Oh, I've got two, but they're fairly smallish ones. Mm-hmm. One would be my uh, meta gaming when I stepped away from the security point. Um. I like that that turned into a great story and learning moment. I think that was really good for viewers as well as me. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, I wouldn't take it back, but that was one of those things. We both life. got. Slapped for that in in some comments. Really, it wasn't you? Got, you got some comments that were like metagaming, and I I said that it was metagaming. But then I got slapped in saying like, why didn't why did you treat the one critical fail as this whole scenario that was disconnected from that? And I was like, no, because my critical fail was crossing Re- the checkpoint yeah. is going to have a horrible outcome. Yeah, and it didn't matter. So by avoiding it through meta, yeah. Anyway, we've explained it before, but I. Mm. We both were like, oh, maybe we, I did the wrong thing too. It's interesting, isn't it? Because when you've got an intimate group of players that involves group storytelling and decision-making, there are going to be some agreeing or disagreeing on those decisions. <laughs> when you tell that story with thousands of people, the disagreeing <laughs> feels a little more potent when you're the one leading the charge and making the core decisions. So that's a lot of lot of burden to carry, but you carry it well. The, uh, the, yeah, the second one is the phone, the the Skype call with the kid where I'm just like, oh. fine, take her. And they're like, that, this is bad. This is not what a, a friend would do. Oh my God. Take it back, take it back. Can we stop it? And we removed the editor's note, but I was like, can we just like rewind that? Pretend I didn't do that. And we're like, no, it works too well. Okay. But um, yeah. What do you mean with the kid? With what's Uriel. his name? Uriel, yeah. When Uriel. it was just like, yeah, the first, yeah, that's who he you think was on like, no, nah, and I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'll find you. That was a little sneaky, little cheeky <laughs> poo move. What was, who <laughs> is it? I just said, that's who you think's on the computer. Because you haven't explicitly said. You guys have just gone on mm. this assumption that it's Uriel. Okay. Yeah. Oof. Because Ooh, you don't so many like reveals him. to come. You decided you hate Uriel, so now everything is, and <laughs> yeah. it, it chat's the same. Everyone hates him because he talked to Eve nastily, and now everyone's like, he's the, de- the root of all evil. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, that was a great question. Um, do you want to take the next one? Okay. I wanted to ask what happens to a person's original body when they are rebooted or given a new body. Kind of depends, really. Um, that was, sorry, David Blackburn asked that one. Yeah, it kind of depends. So uh, does the old body... No. So they the old body doesn't have the original consciousness in it. It dies. In fact, 
reboot versus new you and i think there's a lot of confusion as to the two reboot only happens when you die so it specifically happens on death it doesn't trigger in any other circumstance and that's where it uploads your body and your consciousness into a new body um new you is a direct stream of consciousness transfer and your body dies the previous one you're in in the process cool eve do you want to take this one um so this is from it's called you eve yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) um uh, thanks for the season. If you could change something on your character sheet, would you do it? And if yes, what would it be? So, actually, Dave skips this one. Is there something? Yeah, this that you got would, to do with me. Change on my character sheet. I change my character sheets whenever I want. I'm the narrator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they need this skill now. Um, I think for Eve, I actually probably wouldn't change anything because I feel like everything I've put in, which I don't know if we want to reveal our character sh- sheets, but. Everything that I put points into, I used. Yeah. We're probably honestly going to redo your character sheets for next season. Oh, anyway. yeah, 100%. And I think they'll need to be changed. I yeah. was also given the opportunity to change as well. So, like, to go into – I have a point in waitressing because I got the chip to do that. So I was quite lucky where I could make some changes. So yeah. I, w- I wouldn't change anything. Cool. Rob? Um. I mean, the addition of combat skills would be nice, but not really, no. I feel like we're all feeling that a bit. Your choice? I think that's the thing. Yeah, and that's like, yeah, roleplay. We made very roleplay heavy Mm. characters. But at the same time, it's like when it comes to being capable, I I feel like I I feel feel like I suffered from this the most in the series. Mm. Pro was just so constantly incompetent. And sometimes it was due to the role, sometimes just due to lack of skills and the assignment. But, yeah. I, I feel a little bit, though, like, what happened is that oftentimes in lieu of knowing what to do, you lent on what is known, which is to fight. It's like a video game yeah. thing. And there were usually ways, there was like one specific, which was the ugly four scene where you had to fight, but they were really weak opponents. But like the end bar fight didn't ever need to be a fight. Yeah. Like you were <clears throat> given five things to hack five robots. <clears throat> there were ways to like try and think around the problem um, that didn't, happen and i don't even know what those ways are because it's narrative improv role play but i think that it always sort of lent into fight when there was no other alternative or it felt like there wasn't and you guys are not geared for fighting yeah okay um if you change it on your character sheet so i feel like have, you guys have sort of answered this already <laughs> he, didn't, he wouldn't take him perceptive that's the, do you know what? I think the answer to this question is very similar in the sense that the stuff that sucks adds conflict. Conflict is interesting. Yeah. It creates resolution and triumph. Like I can say yeah, I'd pref- I wish I was more perceptive, but I earned more perceptibility and that created a really cool mm. arc. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So like letting go of the headphones and deciding I'm going to pay more attention. Like that was a character arc. Mm. Like I think that's cool. So no, I don't think I would personally. Um, Phil Brush, Philip Jackson, no questions. Ah, oh, this classy uh, act here. Just want to say thanks for the great season, jam-packed with great characters and a fantastic story. Thanks to Jazza, Rob and Jen for their much-loved player characters. And a special thanks to Dave for creating such a fun yet gritty cyberpunk world story and memorable non-player character. Looking forward to season two. Yeah. Thank you for the kind sentiment. Thanks. Yes, very thank supportive you. of you. This is Let Roses Burn and they say... Um, does Seb have a picture of Maya spelling? Oh, yep. 
And as ugly ever seen a picture of her? Seb should have a picture of Maya. I don't think he's shown ugly. Though. Um, no, I definitely haven't shown ugly. There was actually a picture of Maya in Seb's bedroom. Well, I think Dave and I briefly discussed oh, that. Yeah, yeah and, um, on the shared desks. Prosor um, was never really. Yeah. Um, otherwise, no. I don't. I don't think Ugly's seen it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Infernum Comics has an interesting question about the next season. Will season two be another long-running campaign like this one, um, or a short one, uh, like a one-shot? Or De- well, if I get my <laughs> way, definitely a long-running one. I yeah. don't think we can. I feel like we've hit the point of like, okay, the gloves are off. Yeah. You now know what's in, like you you have a fair goal and we're going to get to the end of that goal. I do think it will be a two season thing though. I don't think there'll be a season three. Mm. Yep. Uh, Unless we all feel that that it's going like five episodes before the end. They're like, Oh my God. If the buildup is so like good and the goal has grown and the Mm. capacity to achieve it. Yeah. Like if the Mars project gets going anyway. Um, what was the next question? Uh, from Blue Cat Five would uh, would be interesting if Pro maybe turns bad, like some hack someone hacks him in the new season. Will there be new art of the characters as they have changed since the beginning? There will certainly. Okay, the, my personal approach for art, and I um, handle doing the commissioning and organizing all that because I also build the thumbnails and all this stuff. So we, I find artists to work with and try and create a cohesive picture. I want to approach these series like books and at the end of the day you want to read a book that you love the cover of so basically i just want to find great artists that fit the the styles and stories so in answer to your question yeah there's going to be new art because the characters are going to be basically reborn in different ways uh we're going to have totally different looks and capabilities yeah so he's got a new outfit season one and that wrap-up poster and all that stuff is encapsulative of season one but when season two comes down we're going to slam it with like it's going to be a completely new chapter. So it's yeah. going to be exciting. And the new art will definitely be all of the beach episodes. <laughs> all the ones from the next. Can I just say too, that the ability for me to do that, like I started off doing that just as a personal investment and now I can do that because we have the community support and it's that is exactly the sort of thing that I'm able to keep putting back in to make all this stuff awesome for everyone. And, you know, to commission mm. all the, to make beautiful thumbnails like, we don't have to have that, but because we get to have that, everyone gets to feel more special about it. And then with the poster, it's yeah. So I mean, fun. it's the, exactly like the poster. If that goes well, that says make posters, get art commissioned of people. Like, yeah, it's so good. I love yeah. it. All right, and our uh, our last questioner is CCAD. Uh, did anyone consider using slight using a a sighting of pro as bait to get the two circle members to leave the glass slipper? Didn't have to be a real sighting. I think. Rob, I think you mentioned this. Yeah, I, I had a few a few different ideas, and I did mention using him as bait, but yeah. at the same time, I didn't want to put him at risk. I'm yeah. surprised as to how quick they... <laughs> I think that's maybe one of... When we've had this conversation before about trying to plan and, and how we were unorganised, it comes back to the fact that we are, again, playing characters that are very roleplay heavy and not very combat efficient. So when it came, we needed a, a foolproof plan that we kind of didn't want to get into combat, but unfortunately that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that maybe we were a bit hesitant and we didn't want to put you in a position where, oh, no, you're probably going to get into a battle that you might not survive. And lo and behold, 
kind of what happened to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you really looked after me. Yeah. Bye. They just obliterated your role. They just like, yeah. yeah. It was a perception role and it was just like six yeah. successes or something off them. Clear. And it was yeah. like, you got like three successes on your blending in and it was just like, they just... But to be fair, they were set oh, shit, up it's that aware. Guy. They were like the whole time. I, I feel like I adequately presented it. Like I pictured yeah. them both sitting in the corner, look, like watching the whole bar the whole time, not really getting as drunk as anyone else. Yeah. Like leaning back, they were in command of the, the situation. Yeah. So what I uh, want to do, we've taken a question from each of our patrons who posted a question. Some of them had posted more than one. We just want to give everyone equal time, but we are running out of time. So what I want to do is take a quick break to talk about a couple of things I think we all want to discuss. I think we just need to first say, Dave, who are all the Patreon NPCs? (laughs) Out with it. Come on. There's going to be at least three that were in the season and it's eating us up inside. Please tell me it was the the sentient. All right. (laughs) Patreon NPC reveal. Patreon NPC number one. The best character in Reboot. Ugly. The dancing man. Bernie Fockle. Bernie! Now, if I'd known I was answering this, I would have had on, like, which exact patron it was and yeah. said thank you. But Bernie is a patron invention. Oh, beautiful. Uh, and, and he is brilliant. And that is an example of make, of how sometimes hmm. a random character can just become so deep and so enriched in yeah. the world randomly. Get a reaction. There's no guarantee. Yeah. Um, and it's part the character, part how it's presented, part how the players react. You yep. never know because yep. some of them can disappear, some not. Um, hmm. The second patron character, there's three. So the yep. second okay. patron character is Preacher that you guys walked away from and <laughs> Yeah, I knew this one. <gasps> oh, it hurts. It hurts because as people, it like as players... And who know and love our patrons. If we had known that, we would have thought, oh, let's interact with this. But, but, but I'm so glad that we don't know the patron characters yeah. because um, what that tells me is that that character was was probably too tangential to the main plot. Like if I'm just being straight out there, is it was too much of a, like we're telling this story and then this whole new story is revolving around this character because that was the whole concept of yeah. the like, the, the anti-cyborg movement and, and his movement was a whole thing. So I think that it could have become so something that became... the whole thing that the, the uh, patrons sort of discussed with you and came up with. Yeah. Really? That whole p- thing... So that... Kind of that mission the, was a yeah, patron so mission. So the character, in a way... So this is just shows That's how interesting, interesting it is. Is yeah. the character will probably never be seen again. Yeah. Or will be brutally murdered by Ugly because I'm not going to put a patron character on top of my primo NPC. Yeah. Ugly going to win. But... Um, <laughs> But it could have been something where that became a huge plot for you guys and you do- dove down that path and then we would have had ages trying to get to the top of the chain and you toppling them. Um, in the end, it doesn't look like that's the way it went, but it certainly had an impact on the story because yeah. that led to mm. the pro scene with yeah. the gun. 100%. Like, it was huge. It is huge. Three. The third one you have barely seen. Oh, no. The third one is Picks, and you've never heard them by name. They are the um, bespoke who is currently operating um, with rags. Okay. Oh. So that they're they're basically who we ran, ran into in the toilet. Yeah. You ran into, you they're, ran into. they're sort of intertwined, and they'll be you'll be seeing them a bit. 
never would have picked her. Yep. Picked her. Are you going to get new Patreons? Yeah, for season we'll get some two. new Patreons for yeah. season three. Uh, that's so cool, and I I do think it re- is really important that we don't know who the patrons oh, are because yeah. it can go in any direction. And it's worth noting if you are a patron and you're, it is a discussion with the narrator of whoever is um, narrating. Um, but yeah, it's like the if you're building it to. With with keeping the story in mind and player motivations, you're probably going to have a higher chance of having something that might vibe with our NPCs. Yeah. Um, but also, some people sometimes just like have their their alias and the thing they're known for in their friend group, and they make an appearance, and that's a fun thing too. So yeah, it is yeah, like a way of just sort of shaping. It um, but, but it's that thing of what do you want out of it? Because if you want your OC in the thing, they'll probably get involved. Will they be deep? The odds, I personally feel, I don't know, but the odds are that they may not be if they feel very much like that. Um, whereas the the random homeless guy who sells wares from a cake tray just captures captured in this instance. I don't know. Okay. You never know the answer. That's the mystery of it. But I will say, check your emails. I'd say 50, <laughs> 50% of the We patrons. message the patron... On Patreon yeah. and email them with yep. their patron email. So I'd say half the patrons yeah. I've contacted. Just make sure you have that enabled to get notified from Patreon. Okay. And check your email. Please, please, yeah. because I want to work with you and half we the We reach out multiple times, but we haven't, haven't, haven't yeah. ever replied to anything and we've had to draw another person. Or sometimes with the, like a one shot, it's just been too late. Yeah. Like I've tried to get in contact yeah. with someone for a week. And then at the end of the week, it's like, well, I have to prep and then we're yeah. filming in three days. So it's not going to happen. Well, look, we're, and we're still building up efficiency. So, you know, it, it'll we'll get, get to the place where we can give more room. But at the time, yeah. at the same time, we're very much I like, currently have one yeah. sitting there. So we have someone oh, who um, who got back to me, but was slightly uh, like too late for the Hobbit one shot, I think. Yeah. So I've said next thing we run, um, I'll get it that I'm running. I'll get in touch with you and then we'll work on a character cool. for that. So it, we do. If you get in touch and you're a bit, we, obviously we can. Yeah, okay. You'll still get a character. You'll get a character. Everyone, share the moment you got most emotional in your character role in the season. Let me begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say the conversation with Seb's dad. Yep. I think the, con- the specifically referring to what you'd be willing to go, how far you'd be willing to go. And also I think that's the closest pro got to sort of referencing his past mm-hmm. in an open discussion. Cause it was his character arc moment of facing it. It wasn't when you were going, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then Rob said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fair. Yeah. That was the most pissed of it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. All right, Rob, your turn. Seb's a robot. Don't lie. Don't he, lie. He Rob. hasn't felt emotion once playing the game. Don't lie, Rob. Um, Rob. Rob, don't cry. You're gonna be okay. No, okay. I, I always go back to it, but it's the poster moment. It wasn't. It wasn't emotional, as in upset or sad. It's yeah. emotional, as in as in angry. Yeah. Um. He wanted to kill me across the table. I can see it. <laughs> I did say emotional. No, I didn't no, say no. cry. I said emotion. Yeah. yeah um, that counts. I guess also also the the uh, the ultimatum that Ugly gave. Pro was was pretty bad, um, and then the absolute like shookness when Eve pulled the trigger. Yeah, yeah, because shookness is now an emotion. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all feel it. Um, I guess for me it was telling Pro and Seb Eve's backstory. That was tough, and to try and role play it 
as a drone and not get emotional not about emotive, it yeah. was difficult to do. And I was so scared on how your characters would react to her yeah. because I had a feeling that you could either turn away or accept her. And I was petrified that you would just turn away from her. It was certainly so. one of the most intense and dark chapters, mm. um, but in mm. a really important way. Yeah. Like I think it really mm. shows how much we want to go into the yeah, it definitely brought up story. a lot of like ethical talk as well. So that was kind of a very yeah emotional yeah. thing for me. Yeah, all right. Um, definitely two. One was the scene with um, with Seb's dad, Oscar, and with Pro. But the other one, I think that probably would topped it was me role playing as Songbird um, mm. when we were not. There was two times, but I think one of them I actually was like, we got to the end of it, and then I was like, okay, cool, tear out of the eye. Like I was actually at the point mm-hmm. of crying because it was so hard to like dive into the the, the shoes of like a thirteen year old girl who's been through so much stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, this is heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was early too. It was yeah. like first three or four episodes, and I knew all of her backstory, so yeah. it was like, oof. Yeah, that's cool. All right, let's kick it up a notch as we wrap it up okay. in rapid fire mode. We're going to read all the questions that are short enough to read quickly. The first person who can answer it, Rob gets a little bit of extra buffer time because the minor delay um, answers it. Maybe all of us, maybe one of us. Mm-hmm. All right, and we're just going in order of everyone who asked multiple questions and just going through them. Um, so, Yell Hair Tris, was it possible for Pro to get his laptop and equipment back if he pursued them? Uh, not a chance. He would have had the shit kicked out of him. What was your favourite Patreon NPC? Given the ones, Bernie. Bernie. Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> what was your personal moment where you were closest to breaking character due to emotion? Already said. Break, closest, closest to breaking, to breaking character. character. Uh, probably when Rob and I were going to kill each other across the table. Yeah. I, I, I am just kidding. We totally I don't think... I, yeah, I think I... They were not. Try not to break character to the detriment of gameplay sometimes. It would have been laughing. Sometime yeah. where we made a silly joke would have honestly been the Probably. Answer. Were all NPCs besides Patreon ones created... Oh, wait, no. Team? It's... Oh my- Oh my god, this pencil has an eraser. Oh go. my god! The pencil <laughs> has an eraser. Um, all NPCs were created by Dave, except for Patreon NPCs. That's yes. correct. Um, what are you most excited for about Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> oh, Sunday, my next campaign. That's a different conversation, sorry. Um, yeah, we don't have time to start that now. What's Whoa. a missed story path from any of the one shots campaigns that you wished had a second chance to role play it? You need to go oh. back and make it happen. Let me bloody play Warhammer 40k! <laughs> Were there any episode one shots where the fans reacted in a much different way to how you thought? I thought people would be more on. Um, Pro and Seb side after the gun scene. More mm. more people were on even ugly yeah. side than I expected. Nah. That shocked me. But ugly's hot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so are Seb and yeah. Pro. There's mm. two of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, were there any episode one shots where the fans reacted? Oh, no. Yep. I've just read that one. It's a high intensity mode. Are there any pieces of fan art that redefined how you see a character? Yes. Songbird one for Songbird me. Songbird is that, that, I think... Was yeah. it the doer who did I think first? so, sitting on the car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's yeah, there's just a f- there's a few, but Songbird was really visualized mm. by the, by the fan artists to me. 100%. In fact, the poster, Songbird fan art, the reference I gave Camille was that fan art, <laughs> piece of fan art. Um, do you know how proud of you were? Oh, stop it. No, tell us. <laughs> yeah, please go into excruciating detail. All right. Uh Right eye. Do we have there's multiple questions here. It's hard to read them read the You already said that part. Have we said that one? That's not Are there just yeah. wonderful compliments? Thank you for the wonderful compliments. 
All right, time blink. Uh, what are two things you love about yourself? Oh, these are nice, like, I gotta like switch it up to like calm music. Um, Dave, what are two things you love about yourself? It's still rapid fire mode. Uh, it's just a peaceful mo- version. Jen. 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 Um, that I'm always happy and I can make people smile. Yay. Oh, that's Rob. Sweet. Contemplativeness. Yep. And? Um, indecision. <laughs> uh, I am passionate and I would like to think capable. Fine. I finally got something. I am uh, logical and calm under pressure. I like it. Uh, what did the final... Wait. What did the final episodes go... Did the final episodes nope. go as you expected? No. Nope. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Dave's like, better than expected. Better than expected. (laughs) What social media can you uh, follow narrated (laughs) for the other crew on? Twitter and Instagram, but I haven't posted in weeks. We'll do do, do thingies and other things. And yep. Uh, Sagacity lost. Other questions. What was in the uh, room where the bloody bobby pins and that pro didn't see? What was in the room with the bloody bobby pins that pro didn't see? What? What was in the room with the bloody bobby pins that Pro didn't see? I don't know. I've read it three times. Dead women. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, That's cyberpunk for you. Seb saved Eve rather than asking the question about Maya. Um, Was Dave's frustration over not being able to talk in game as the robot at that moment because he was unable to say, ask the question like he did with Pro? What? What's the question? Was that Seb was saved. Dave's frustration over not being able to talk in game as the robot at that moment? Oh, when I was the robot and I couldn't. No, it, it was because I wanted the gang. I was rooting for the gang as mm. much. It sounds weird because I get to decide what happens, but I'm trying to be impartial yeah. when I'm narrating. I was rooting for you guys, and I'm like, how can I make this work? Oh yeah. God, it can't talk. Yeah, big Gorham hero. Uh, if not, then. Uh, mm. Oh, if if not Eve's name, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for each of you, describe a snapshot of a scene that you would want an art commission of. Ah, that's a cool, that's a cool one. Eve buying burritos. <laughs> uh, Eve buying burritos. Or, or Eve and Pro like sitting up late eating burritos, but Eve can't eat, so. Ah, uh, just ugly um, in bed. Definitely Seb and Eve. Or Seb dragging Eve through the back door of the, Ooh, yeah. the shop, and and they're just being like greedy, glaring, glowing eyes staring at them, being like, "What do we have here?" That's yeah, it. just like I see Yeah, good pick. Yeah, I feel like a pro Eve hug after that, either one of the dark moments or when she was like, well, the bar. So, so rescued." It was the bar where I was like, "Do you require a hug?" Yeah, and, and um, Seb was like, "No," and you were like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah." That it was like one of those moments. Yeah, <laughs> did you pick one? Uh, it was a joke, but I'll go with. Um, I would actually love to see Zhang at her computer, yeah. like her in her like monster energy drink filled room. That would be really cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, Total Fox, uh, did you guys have a special routine before each stream? And if so, what was the routine? Pure chaos. <laughs> always panic. Always these green screens are freaking annoying. Always powder. For the greasy people. Yeah, powder. <laughs> and maybe, maybe a drink. Just to yeah. nerves. And often just chatting excitedly. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Just yeah. always daydreaming, always pumped, because we love this. So excited. Yeah. Uh, what is it's your... always a nice little time. Always, yeah. It, it really is. This is our game group. This <laughs> is like a, we work hard with tabletop time, but really our campaign is like 
our unwind and it's a hangout with you guys which is so special mm-hmm. and fun that it's like these people care about this with us it's like the biggest get coolest game group ever what yeah. was your biggest well we missed messed that up moment from dave's point of view they messed that up we messed i don't know so when you felt that so you much messed up, when your what? biggest when you felt like you messed up moment. Yeah. Well, I felt your biggest we messed up moment, funnily enough. There's a, there's so many of them. But one of them in particular was when she started smacking Vinod with that goddamn arm. And I'm like, just put the sack over his head and walk <laughs> into ugly. Yes! That was so... That, I feel like that... That's my answer. <laughs> that was, was so chaotic. Just kept you're going. Like, you, you, you're completely convinced. You're just like, yeah, I'll go wherever you take me. And then you're like, we need to beat him over the head. <laughs> I, I, I knew we had okay, so we had to get him unconscious somehow because he's not going to willfully walk into Ugly's place and like, I'm going to put a bag on your head. Why? Like, all right, <laughs> so good. All right, Rob. All right, Jen, did you have one? Mine was the water trying to wake you up in the morning. Oh. I was like, I gotta get some water. Dave's like, there's no water in the apartment. I'm like, screw it. I go outside and he's like, you find some dirty air conditioner water. <laughs> Just <laughs> Are there any things that you do to help you stay in character and uh, and make decisions as your character? Um, I personally have no trouble staying in character. I need to get better at getting out of character to understand the game and the party. I think I need to learn to get out of my head more to make effective decisions in character or ask the right questions out of character. Um, I think being in a group that is very roleplay heavy helps a tremendous amount. I can play D&D with my friends, but it's not the same as playing with you guys. Like, yeah. It's a completely different experience. So being hyped in that environment. Oh. I think having that... Oh, yeah. Being in a different world in music. your ears and music. Yeah. And yeah, it really does. It's transformative. Did you have one, Rob? Very transformative. Um, I did, and now I blanked again. Body language for me. Uh, yeah. Characters that are consistent actually have like a physicality to them that when I do it, it allows me to get into them. So like you'll notice pretty much whenever I'm ugly, I'm, I open up mm. and lean back. And whenever I'm incongruent, it's in and like low. And they all kind of set me into that. It's mood. so good as a player because it like totally transforms how we interact with the characters. Makes it really a unique experience. Did you have one, Rob? Are we moving? Yeah, my social awkwardness always makes me look down, so I'm always looking at my character sheet, and I've got scribbles and doodles all over it, but I've also got notes in the margins about how I react to certain characters. I've actually got a tally that is comparing Eve and Pro at the moment. I'm not going to tell you what it represents, but Pro's winning. <laughs> oh, they'll beat that oh. out of you. Um, uh, David Blackburn's question went into more detail, but I think Dave, Dave answered a lot of that in his answer on the reboot versus New You. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also asked another question. Uh was Kuran and Bagrov? Is that Can, what? Canon, Canon yeah. and yep. Bagrov, yep. the same two that were chasing Pro at the start yes, of the series. Yes, they were. Um, if so, did, why did they effectively go into hiding in the glass slipper at the end? Why were they there for the whole season? Uh, because <laughs> borderline, they were not sitting idly. They just had more than one job to do. Okay. One of their jobs was finding you. Once that hit a brick wall, they just went and did the rest of what they needed to do. Okay. My speed is... Thank you. Um, If everything had went well on the droid store heist, what upgrade would Eve be rocking now? Just more data, basically. I don't think that she ever, at that stage, wanted physical upgrades. She's very clinging to her body, so it would have just been more more brain types. 
Yeah. What was the decision that ha- that affected had the most consequences on the story from the narrator and player point of view? Can I ask how much of an impact that boat uh, persuasion role that we triumphed? That. That. You reckon? I don't think... Because that was the biggest, like... The path that you'd gone down, you had basically burnt every single bridge you had to going... The plot of Reboot could have gone into the new you and the Reboot and all of that high-end corp tech stuff. Yeah. And it could have gone into the slums. And at that point, you'd burnt every connection to the high-end with the whole... There was no way in. And then, boom. You made the ultimate connection. So now that plot is open to you. So that's huge. That's cool. You don't have to explore it, but the door is open to, like the sort of high concept uh, cyberpunk plot that you might not have thought was there. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ricky Dog, uh, for your kind words. Jazza, you've spoken vaguely about the future of Jazza Studios. Can we have any more hints about possible future projects? Certainly, once we have established the new studios, that we're in the throes of chaos right now, so we can't really focus on future projects until we establish, we'll re-establish current projects, but yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff. Exciting. A lot of exciting stuff in the works. Reboot minis when? Oh... Definitely Bruin maybe thinking about it, but yeah, we'd definitely like to do that at some point. Maybe season two or yeah, season two. I mean, I think at the very start we said that even if that's too lofty a goal, maybe one day doing like a best of our, like a pack yeah. of one or two characters from each setting or something. Yeah. Uh, any tips for saying focused and motivated on creative pursuits? I'm the king of getting distracted. Uh, Repetition. Yeah, sorry, there's no easy answer. It's a remove, muscle. Exercise the muscle. Remove the distraction if you yeah. can. If focus is the thing you struggle with, that is like struggling to lift the weight. At the end of the day, you just keep doing it and you get better at it. Um, and it's hard to get the focus sometimes, but you just got to claw at it and stick to it. Put on a good audio book or song Turn session. Try and find the Facebook. flow. Yeah. I'd say dig at, for me, dig at what it is that's making you want to do it in the first place. And yeah. if you can find yeah. that and realize what to what level that matters to you. If you find that that sits very high on the priority list, you suddenly start to move other things to make way for that. Cool. I think that is yeah. all of the all of the rapid questions. That was a lot. Yeah. But so was season 1. That feels fitting. <laughs> it's heavy, man. Hey, can we at least get is the next campaign on the scale of like a puppy playing and running around chasing its tail to reboot, where is the next campaign going to lead? Like, where are we sitting? Reboot being as dark as it was. Oh, yeah, so you're talking tone. As tonally dark as reboot? I don't think think as dark, but more there. I'd say if that's a 10, mine will probably be an 8. Oh, yeah. I think there's there's got to be... I think the thing that I um, am hoping to lean into a bit is a ruthlessness between... NPCs and players making choices that have consequences. I, I want to be a little Game of Thronesian in that way, um, in that the world will react or act the way that it does, whether you like it or not. So you've got to know enough about the world and your character to make choices with confidence, or at least enough to know that you're going to have to deal with consequences. I know, I know uh, Reboot does that a lot in terms of its tone, but rather than being more dark focused in, in tone, it would be more like consequence and culture focused. I feel like what you're suggesting is more, it's like similar but a bigger scope. I have a feeling that we're going to be able to have bigger impacts yeah. on the meta world. Yes. Whereas Reboot, it's far more your small fish in a big city. I think so, yeah. Mm. Um, I, yeah. With a continent that, I mean, I'm eager to help mm. you guys see, I think you'll sort of see more towns and cities over the course of a campaign. 
Um, Will yeah, I get an encyclopedia to read? I am working on one I'm currently. Consume that I have written the timeline. I have been working on the law for seven years, but not working on it actively. But thought, been thinking about it in pieces. But I have written the world timeline, and it's fairly long. It spans seven hundred years. Um, the world timeline in its current age. Um, so all the different cultures are fairly clearly fleshed out, and we will tuck into spicy. that. Yeah. So if you want to. Get the get the lowdown on that earlier. Follow us on Patreon, and of course, they're the people who have asked us these questions, and also a huge part of supporting everything we're doing. But as a you, by watching and liking and subscribing, um, also anyone who's ever subbed on Twitch or buys a poster or merch, thank you. Yeah, thanks everyone. This has just been a thank you very absolute honour. This is our putting reboot in a little box with a bow on season it. Season one. What a season. Put it on the put it on the shelf. Been what good. a season. Mm. Oh come on! It's gonna we're gonna have a little we're gonna open the lid of the box and peek in and there's gonna be little little swimsuits in there for the beach, <laughs> beach episode. <laughs> Love it! All right, thank you all so much for watching and supporting us. Bye. Bye. Wait, I want to show him my udi. <laughs> what is it? So it's, twitch, your udi. It's amazing, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Sign off with Rob's udi. Mm. <laughs>